At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Back on primetime action, hour number two on a Monday night from the South Point Sportsbook Studio here in Las Vegas, hanging out with Jeff Parles, who is, I believe, furiously I, I, getting I, a final wager or two in on the home run derby. Yeah, we, we're, 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 in? we're in on one more, actually. I did take Jose Ramirez over his 19 and a half. Oh. Because if he wins, he's going to go over 19 and a half tonight for yeah. the whole, for the whole, uh, You're probably right. The whole derby. But that's a first round total. No, it's a full, full, full blown, okay. full derby right. total. I, Isaiah and I were talking about the full, the full derby totals as very interesting numbers, uh, Jeff. Because you're, yeah. you're right. Like if you're, they're they're like they're going to go wildly over or wildly under. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's you know it's it's interesting because last year the events at Coors, obviously the baseballs fly out of there like crazy in event in an event like that. Even though it's a pro- legitimate prairie out there in regular season games. This is probably going to be closer to what it was in Cleveland mm-hmm. because even though it's uniform at Dodger Stadium, it's a bigger park, especially where we're not in the daytime. We're getting closer to nighttime, but it'll be dark by the time this thing ends tonight at Dodger Stadium. So it'll, it'll be a little bit different. Um, but it, it really it really is interesting to, to just make sure, and we'll find out in 15 minutes, Ben, how jaded are we from last year where the numbers were jacked up because we were playing a mile high. Right. I, I totally get it. And that's kind of why I wanted to go a lot of these people just betting blindly, especially on experience where, yeah, how much do you really weigh what we saw on experience uh, last year? We're going to find out. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. He's listed off his bets uh, so far. And uh, before we get into the Derby, because we've listed all of our bets, let's get into some fruit baskets. Because once the Derby starts, it's just going to be like bomb after bomb after bomb, at least we think. So let's talk some fruit baskets here on a Monday. Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Thanks to Daniel Lavari, as always. And Jeff, I can't, I can't even believe what I get the floor. I can't believe what you're about to talk about. Come on. This is just look, I I can in good because I had a, I had a brutal open championship. Basically everything that could go wrong. You have no fruit baskets for open championship. And the only, the only guy who successfully cashed me a few tickets was Terrell Haddon. And I refuse on principle to give Terrell Haddon a fruit basket. <laughs> yeah, that's that backstory. Yeah. Oh, it's just, hey, hey, look, Haddon, Haddon had to find something to complain. He complained about uh, uh, Taylor Gooch taking forever on uh, on Saturday with him, and he shot a one over, completely eliminating himself. Even though, again, 
Cameron Smith was absolutely amazing over the weekend. So here we go. The first fruit basket for me goes to the Philadelphia Union of Major League Soccer. Yes. Oh, man. The Union on, on Saturday night at home. By the way, uh, last year's regular season uh, runner-up, nearly a championship for them a year ago. The Union on Saturday night, 2-1 winners over last year's regular season top dog, the New England Revolution. Got him at a nice little plus price. Got it done. It was actually one of the bigger bets I made all weekend. Kind of just showing how ridiculous Jeez. the card is uh, for me. So Philadelphia Union. And then we just. A culture, Jeff. We, we, we went up I-95. The battle of the New, the New York Derby, which is not really the New York Derby because the Red Bulls play in New Jersey. NYFC gets it done on the road at Red Bull Arena in Harrison. 1-0. Got them at a plus price as well. So. We are getting Eastern Conference MLS teams for fruit baskets this week. Wow. The Union and NYFC. So there you go, The ben always Wilson. tough place to play, Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New ben, Jersey. Yeah. Ben, you started getting the feeling that Jeff's just coming in here every day trying to trying to set a first for primetime action history. Because well, he, he said that last week when he was on, and now it's like every well, day. Can we also just circle back to the last time we were all together, which was Friday night, where not only did – well, it would have been a lot funnier if Julio Rodriguez hadn't hit a Grand Slam, where Jeff made a prop bet of no Grand yes, Slams at plus 105. The last game of the night. The last game of the night against slam. the best closer in baseball. Josh Hader gives up a walk-off Grand Slam. And again, oh, it would have been – I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yes, fantastic. But, they, but thankfully <laughs> earlier in the night, for my sake, Julio Rodriguez has been said – Hit one. So would that would have been, been the worst way to lose Would have been possible. the funniest <laughs> loss in primetime action history had Jef lost on that specific, uh, what was that? was a Mike Kostremski, yes. a grand slam there off Josh Hader Friday night. <laughs> anyway, we, we turned things forward. And yes, now we here we are three days later, Jeff giving out first baskets to random soccer teams in MLS. Can't wait for next Monday. Oh, have mercy on us all there, Jeff. For my fruit baskets, look, it was not, It was. I'll say this, it was not a Matt Brown golf week. Uh, Matt Brown on vacation this week. Uh, congrats to Matt. He had Cam Smith outright, uh, among a number of other very winning bets, so he made quite a bit of, uh, of coin this week. Profitable week for me, and a big reason why. Uh, for these first two guys, Tommy Fleetwood was... I believe my biggest derivative winner all season, guys, had him plus 325 to go top 10. Uh, nice. What a great performance it was for Tommy. Even par to start off and a very workmanlike performance for him. You, you get, we've gotten so accustomed to seeing Fleetwood really gack away some of these uh, opportunities at major championships where we'll have like a four or five hole stretch where he just forgets how to play golf. There wasn't any of that. He was so rock solid, so consistent from Friday through Sunday. Gets in there T4. That was a, a lovely cash to bail me out of. I mean, I had Scheffler top 10 who completely collapsed yesterday. Uh, Finau, JT top 20 who each came up a little bit short. So it was really nice to get that winner. That guaranteed a profitable week. And then, uh, Kelly, we, you, you and I have both talked about this in the past. I don't know how many how much money I've lost on Patrick Cantley over the past few years <laughs> in major championships. Went back to the well one more time, had him top 20, and it was a really solid performance from uh, from Cantley. He, he gets the job done uh, there pretty comfortably. The other two guys, these also helped, uh, helped me get into the green this week. I decided to lay a – I usually don't do this, but I laid a really big price on Sam Burns just to make the cut. And I was I was kind of concerned about his volatility all four rounds. And am I glad I just did the cut price? Because oh, I didn't know you ended up making that bet. I yeah, remember you I did. and I talking about that on Wednesday. I did. It was minus two fifteen to yeah. make the cut. I just felt like, look, I have no idea what you're going to get out of him over a four round sample size. I just felt really good that he's going to be in the mix after Friday. He was, and then Saturday happened. Yeah, so I mean those Saturday. odds. I mean we were comparing them to other books, but it was yeah. it was just a matter of you know do you. 
It's it's a great price. You know you're betting a great price on a great golfer. Do you just feel comfortable to lay two, two, over $2 on a two-day sweat in golf, I, right? It was kind of a sweat, but he had a really nice Friday, followed up by a horrific Saturday, and luckily I did not have to be a part of that. Uh, and then Shane Lowry, who I, I'm glad I – look, I it, this is a classic case, too, of how – you compare odds to where they're at in your jurisdiction versus, say, East Coast and DraftKings. At least in Nevada, Kelly, Lowry's odds got so steamed in every market. Yeah. Top 20, top 10 outright. There was no point in betting him. And I ended up looking at the I, – I had him in a overall tournament matchup, which was a push, by the way, against Matthew Fitzpatrick. But I was more looking at in-tournament. And you, we talked about this on Thursday night. Great value. Had him second round in a matchup. Uh, Kelly, I know you had Lowry in some individual matchups. So that was a great a great way to attack a guy in Lowry. I'm glad I didn't bet him pre-tournament. And it was kind of like you just stick to your principles, right? Once he got past a certain number, uh, he, I wasn't going to lay a price on him getting top 20 when other parts of the country you could still get plus 150 was more fair number uh, so at least for Lowry it was more of a he was kind of a disappointment but if, at least if you bet him in the right spots you could profit out of, off him this week so those four guys helped uh, help me out this week yeah no I think that's a great explanation it leads me right into my first guy which is Shane Lowry and that's a I mean look I had a bunch of my pre-tournament bets were horrible I mean if you were watching what you know what we went through on Wednesday it's not many that cashed uh, but there were guys that helped me make up a lot of ground in tournament it was Shane Lowry Tony Finau two of my high, higher rated guys going into the tournament that had horrible first rounds and I just went back kept going back to the well on them on tournament matchups so yeah like you're talking like you're talking about uh Ben I mean I went uh tournament matchups I think I went Shane Lowry I bet him twice I bet Tony Finau twice nice. winning those you know but then it's okay I had a massive top 20 bet on Shane Lowry finishes t21 it's like oh gosh um you know also mixed in here shout out to some of the Las Vegas books for I mean as much as we trash them for uh not posting <laughs> yeah. some golf odds on here I don't know if anybody in this in this city dead heats finishing position bets, which makes it so much better because I had a Xander Shoffley, uh, one that would have been dead heated. He finished T15, uh, scoop up all that money, and then the Tony Finau, T28, uh, on a top 30 bet that uh, that got home. It's just in different jurisdictions, those all would have been dead heated. And with all those guys that, get, that are tied in those spots, you end up make, making barely anything. So I will say, for the books that do post them here, I wish you would post them more often, but thank you for not using dead heat. Have you found that, Jeff? Any Are there books that, that at least in Nevada, that uh, don't offer that? I mean, look... I, I, as far I, as I, I know, I, what I, Kelly said is As true. far as I know, from the books that I have had bets that have won that are dead heats, I got paid in full. Yeah, which is absolutely not the case. <laughs> For those of you watching on the East Coast, you're like, ah, yes, wow. That's the one of the one of the big advantages that we have. But Kelly, though, oh Kelly, Kelly, oh, oh yeah, I got a lot of uh, I got about eight texts and uh, and DMs yesterday th- saying. Man, you went four for four on outrights of the majors. That is so impressive. And I said, man, some of these I just can't even answer, including including our director Jeremy, because Wes Reynolds just kept saying all week last week on the show how me, Matt, and him were all on Cam- Cameron Smith. I did not have a bet on Cameron Smith. I did not have an outright bet on him. Uh, I did like him. I did have him in a couple matchups. Just couldn't get there on an outright bet. But I did have him in our one and done. One and done. Did have him in our oh, one and done. Back in $0.5 million was way far behind in it. And now in front of Gil, just behind Matt Brown, I'm coming for that money. Wow. Coming for that money. As what, four tournaments still to go? Three, Something four? like that. I, mean, you're, I, think, I think it's, isn't it, isn't it six? Three and three? Six well, we go to the start right. of, the, of, the, uh, of the FedEx Cup. 
Yes, playoffs. all we play is the Wyndham. Oh, Wyndham oh, is the oh, final because so obviously three. they can't. They don't want to okay. do it with the reduced field. Okay, so you have, three, you have three weeks left then. There you go. Three right. weeks left. Yeah. yeah. We'll update. We'll we'll show you later on in the show what that leaderboard is like. It got a whole lot interesting. Uh, we were trying uh, well, to figure yeah. out your implied odds before. Like you would have. And, you know, we so were, there were four tournaments left heading yeah. into this what week. Were four tournaments left. This week? For me, for in the way this works, whoever finishes in last place has to buy dinner for the uh, d- dinner for the whole crew, and it's a nice dinner usually here between me, Gil, and Matt. So, well, at least last year, last year it was. So I was like <laughs> two point three million dollars behind Gil after the two of them hit on Xander Shoffley the week before in the Scottish Open. I thought it was done, dusted. I was probably sub 4% chance of actually winning this thing. Cameron Smith hits outright 2.5 million. Cam Smith, what implied right probability of 4% himself at 25 to 1. Kelly gets the job done. You got to take it. Now you got to bring it home from here, Kelly. I mean, you, if, if you win that and now you can't finish God, that. That would be so sad. That would be very, very sad. We're going to do our MLB award show. We are at the All-Star break, so why not? Let's do that next here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are back on primetime action. We're, we're we're starting chance of start the derby in the <laughs> studio. We're still waiting. Home run derby here uh, tonight as we uh, have this two-day all-star break, at least uh, for, for watching the derby tonight. All-star game tomorrow. Uh, I'm Ben Wilson. We've got Jeff Parles here on the desk. Jeff, uh, you've been firing on bets. We're, we're ready to go. We're locked yeah, we're, in. We're, we're ready to Let's roll. Let's do it. I, I did end up, Kelly, you can add this to my thing. I ended up taking Alonzo two to one. Why just, doesn't he ever tell me during I, the break, Ben? Because, because, I, because, because, because my memory gets jogged when we're <laughs> When, when we're on, all of a sudden the light here. goes off. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. I made a bet. Right, so yeah, so we're we're in on that. I just I couldn't help myself, and I'll be I would be aggravated. Kind of really, the main reason I made the bet last year was if Alonzo were to win, Ben, I would have been very aggravated <laughs> if I didn't have a ticket in my pocket. And it is basically the same sort of thing. Oh so, wait, wait, wait. Now so. I'm glad he said it on air, Ben, because I think Jeff. Yes, go ahead. You owe me fifty bucks, right? Yes. Side bet, first round. We're gonna have to come up with the odds. You want to? Oh. You want? You want to just? Oh, go? oh I want my odds. I want my odds. Oh boy, so you gotta figure that out. <laughs> do do I? Do I? Do I have the guts to give you Albert and then really get myself in trouble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, yeah. Come on, man. come on. Fifty dollars Albert side bet. <laughs> I can't do it. What happens if Pools actually wins? That would <laughs> be totally the greatest coward, thing ever. That, that I'm totally in the hole. Then I can't do it. Yeah, but that's what NYFC was for. This oh, weekend. stop it. 
<laughs> we do need to. You know what, Kelly? As this derby progresses, we'll figure something. We'll out. get yeah. something done. That's good with me. Who? Which matchup is first? We still have. I think it's. Yet. I think it's. Uh, I hope it's. Is it Schwarber going in and, order? Uh, I would hope okay. they go one eight first. But in all honesty, Ben, I would be totally fine if it's Ramirez and Soto first, so we can just get our bet out of the way. I mean, it's going to yeah, happen yeah. eventually. Considering I bet get against the one, basically the one and two seeds, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I would just rather get mine out of the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My home run derby could be very short. I'm pretty but. sure Alonzo's matchup will be last. I'm pretty sure of that. But who knows? They could change it up. I mean, math is not I mean, hey, they baseball's just, specialty. They just made a new rule for the uh, the All-Star they're, they're game changing uh, rules. 30 minutes ago. We're, yeah. we're learning, uh, learning that it's 6.3 miles right now that Alonzo hit last year. So, I mean, there you go. Of course. Of just that's all. It gets into the Hollywood side from Dodger Stadium. Six, that, that what his combined total uh, home runs last year. Yeah, I think so. It's all it's all ridiculous. Well, while we're waiting for this charade to finally start, <laughs> now that we've got bets that we're ready to sweat here, let's do some midseason awards. Both Jeff and myself. Uh, we'll, we'll see where we where we end up on this. We do not know each other's picks here. Uh, so Jeff, you've got your MVP winners. I have mine. Then we'll talk about MVP first. We'll get into Cy Young after that. Where did you go with your uh, your MVP? Well, look, uh, again, as, as as we all know here, uh, usually I produce a very Shohei Otani partisan show here on the network. Uh, and I actually agree with the Otani, the Otani being the favorite, and he should be the favorite. And I agree with Josh Towers has said on multiple times, on this network and on Twitter. If Shohei Otani makes it to the end of the season healthy, Shohei Otani should win the MVP. I don't Unless if Judge hits 65 homers, that's how much it would take at this point for me, Ben. Otani should win the award because not only is he a top five hitter in the American League, very well may end up being the top pitcher in the American League this year. So how can you not have him be your MVP on the American League side? And then the NL side's a lot more complex as of this moment, I have Paul Goldschmidt, which is really not overly exciting because he's the betting favorite. Chalk. Uh, I, I I would not bet Goldschmidt at that number. I think it's silly that he's laying a price. He should be the favorite, but he shouldn't be minus 110 like he is at, at, at select books across the country. But as of this moment, he has been the best player in the National League, and I don't think there's much of a debate on that, Ben. So yeah, as I of this it. moment, I, I have Chalk in the, in the MVP races. It's funny. I said we didn't know what each other's selections were. Having said that, I basically knew Jeff was taking Otani for AL MVP. So just kind of in an ode to contrarianism, I am go. I am taking Aaron Judge. Applebaum's he, proud of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Jeff also knew you were going to take Judge. Well, you guys have talked about this enough the past couple weeks. No, I, did, I, I no, I, I knew he I was. Played I played my cards close to the No, best, I, I didn't think he was. I thought he was going to take Otani and what he's going to do in the National League. Actually. Oh, you thought? Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Well, look, just for the sake of argument, I will take Aaron Judge. Just, I mean, purely as from the hitting standpoint, when you have a guy who's on pace to hit 60 home runs and drive in 127 this year for a team that could very easily hit a, win 115 games, it is hard for me to overlook as great as the, as great as the Otani discussion has been. And is, is some of this maybe, Jeff, a reflection of the fact that I kind of have the fatigue from just talking about it because we've talked about it basically every day on the network now for like a month straight? The whole, like, is, shouldn't Otani be the MVP every year versus can you trust the voters from actually thinking that way? But I, I, I almost wonder if because we've, we kind of did the anti-judge thing early on in the year where it was like, well, his numbers aren't as good as Vlad Jr. last year were, and Otani ran away with that award. We should just dismiss him. But let's just keep it by it. I mean, for as much as it's not sexy at all to talk uh, Yankees, 
this is a, a, a team that has been the most dominant in baseball, and, and Aaron Judge leads the way. Uh, I'll get to my National League winner, Manny Machado, here in a second, but we are uh, we are starting with... Uh, Rodriguez and Seager, and somehow the umpires involved so far. What yeah, are we doing yeah, yeah. here? I don't know. I just looked wait, up Wait this. a second. <laughs> what are we doing here? Just... All right, thank you. All right, Let are, let's go. We're finally oh, underway. We swing, swing and, and a miss. <laughs> oh, a pitch in the dirt. To, again, what did I say, Jeff? And a foul ball second. This is all about the, the pitchers, and that's a huge part of the handicap. So it's Julio Rodriguez against back, Corey Seager to back, start. Back, back, <laughs> Kelly, can you just insert the back, 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 back? Every single time. Uh, it looks like Julio is, is woken okay up. After, he's he's uh, okay after the swing and miss. Three straight bombs uh, for Rodriguez. He's 30 seconds in. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep, keep tabs on that. I'm going to Manny Machado in the National League, Jeff, for, for my first half MVP. And it's, it's, as pretty, it's pretty simple for the way I look at the San Diego team, where you look at them, their overall roster, fifth last in home runs. They're, they're bottom nine in OPS as a team, bottom half in average. This is an offense for as much talent as they have. It's a team that's well out of the NL West race right now Mm -hmm. with how the last couple weeks have gone. 52 and 42, they're in good shape for a wild card. But it's an offense that without Manny Machado, I don't really know where they'd be at. They've had nobody reliable. And if anything, this last month has proven to us, it's that, and partly too, their struggles these last couple weeks were Machado's worst stretch of the year where he's hit sub 200 for a couple weeks span. Despite that, Machado still hitting 303 with a 150 WRC plus and a guy who's on pace to, to hit 30, near 30 homers and drive in near 100 runs. So without him, Jeff, and we've had, we've had all the talks now about, all right, Fernando Tatis Jr., boy, they could sure use him in San Diego. This is a San Diego team where could, could they be in the conversation of uh, angels as far as massive disappointments? I don't know that I would go that far, but... To me, like Goldschmidt is the perfect example of a guy who is surrounded by so many other elite hitters. Where Nolan Arenado, like, why is Nolan Arenado thirty to one to win NL MVP when his numbers aren't all that far off to Goldschmidt, especially over the past couple of months, where he's been not equally as impressive as Goldschmidt from start to finish, but he's he's certainly provided just an, an, a similarly immense spark to that Cardinal lineup. Whereas outside of Machado, nobody's getting it done in San Diego. Uh, and this is a team that, uh, to me, Jeff, he is single-handedly keeping in this wild card and uh, potentially divisional race here. Here's my big issue with Machado, at least recently. Since that ankle injury, he hasn't been the same guy. Before the ankle, I, yeah, I get it. Before the ankle injury, this was he was the MVP for me, no doubt. Keeping the Padres in in the NL West race wet, 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 before that really gnarly looking sprained ankle that he suffered in Colorado, running the bases trying to beat out a ground ball. But since then, he just hasn't been the same player. And, Ben, this is – it's a very different conversation for who we think is currently the MVP and where do we think this race is going to go. Oh, in the, yeah. no in the American League side, I don't I, – Otani's my MVP now, and this, I'm in the Towers camp. If he makes it to the end of the season, he should be the MVP, period, unless if the numbers just totally tail off, which I don't foresee happening. Do I think Paul Goldschmidt ends up winning the MVP when this is all said and done? Possibly, but I wouldn't be shocked if one of those Dodger players, if a guy maybe down the board like Austin Riley comes out of nowhere, if the Braves so, <laughs> win the NL East. He was second. I was really tempted to Riley, put him in. He was not, my I, second choice here. I yeah. would not have had a problem with that. Riley's currently three for me in the NL, yeah. but it is really tight between one, two, and three for me. 
and the odds are priced basically yeah, the Riley, same as, as in Otani. Yeah, one still right now. You can I still get good nuts. prices on Riley. We're down to the final 45 seconds. Uh, Julio Rodriguez used his timeout at 14 homers. He has just gotten to, I believe, about to be 19. Yep. 40 seconds to go. So he's he should go pretty comfortably shot. over his, it was what, 19, 19 and a half? And a half he's he's over. over now. Bang, he is over. That is now 20 for Julio, 30 seconds left. Uh, and what is, so there's what, there's a 30 second bonus star yeah, he'll, as well? Yeah, he'll, he'll get 30 seconds at the end here. Uh, after this, he'll get about a, a, yeah. a quick breather because he hit the. Uh, it's a distance. It's a distance moniker. Oh, that's right. Right. So, and if you hit, you get a thirty tacked on for every ball hit, whatever pass, whatever. I think it it's two every four fifty. Okay. Which okay. they probably should move that to two every four eighty. Probably. Uh, uh, well, he forward, just got go. to twenty four in his oh, regulation. Now that's he's got be... an extra thirty. Oh, he got one more. Oh, twenty five. Well, wow. did they count it? We'll see, I don't know uh, if they counted. I, well, look, regardless, it, the no nerves after the first two swings. Totally fine after yeah. the swing and miss it and the foul ball. His The person who was throwing to him gave him, uh, gave him better pitches. By the way, he gets a minute here. Oh, so. so they're pretty they're pretty lenient on the timeouts because he took a timeout. They they said the clock ran out, and then they gave him like another minute after that. So it's, Albert's going to get like a three-minute timeout when he takes it. That's all I'm saying. Julio Rodriguez, 25 homers, and he's still got his bonus round to go. We'll update you on that. Corey Seager to follow, as we'll do some more awards in the next segment as well. Talk Cy Young, our first half award winners there here on Primetime Action. Call this year's Derby and you could win big in the T-Mobile Home Run Derby Prediction Pool. Enter and take a swing at your share of $25,000 in prizes and a trip to the World Series presented by Capital One. Visit www.draftkings.com slash T-Mobile to make your free predictions. T-Mobile, they deliver outstanding wireless experiences. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We are, you can still play that contest, by the way. We're just in our first matchup. How about this? Last year, guys, Pete Alonso set a first-round record, 35 home runs at Coors Field. Julio Rodriguez just hit 32 to start the derby. Yeah, I mean, but, talk about a, a bang to, to begin here at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, but the, the, the pace that Seager's on actually might have Rodriguez in a little bit of trouble. A minute 10 in, Corey Seager is at 8. He slowed down a little bit. Again, preserving your timeout and your energy is going to be critical to this. Seager's already got the one-minute bonus, so he's already there. Yeah. Uh, so this this could end up being a little tighter than we would expect it to be. He's in double digits halfway through his allotted time. He just took his timeout with a minute 32 Which is, to go. As we were just discussing off air, so you get the one timeout, and then what we realized, uh, again, for this, everybody gets a 30-second bonus regardless of what they do. So it's you essentially get two timeouts. You choose when you take the first. The second comes after your three minutes have elapsed. If you hit a home run at least 440 feet – is what we realized, Kelly, from looking at the rules. You then get an additional 30 seconds. So right. Julio Rodriguez, he averaged 420 on his homers, hit a long of 463. So much for just trying to scrape it over the fence, Jeff. Uh, hit some absolute <laughs> moonshots. And as a result, he got 60 full seconds extra. So it ended up being four minutes for Julio Rodriguez with two timeouts baked in. Uh, Seager, he right now, Jeff, through halfway through, he has hit 10. So presumably, look, on that pace, you'd get to, tw- you know, he's going to need probably probably 15 in the next uh, 90 seconds to even have a puncher's chance. Then you'd have the additional 60 up seconds where you could at least, you would have to hit seven to tie eight to win. Yeah, so it's I, not out of the question, but he's going to need a lot. I think he's toast. 
he needed to come out. He needed to come out immediately out of that timeout and hit the first three swings out. He only has one of those three swings. I think this is going to be a Julio Rodriguez advancement here, which yeah. then will set up, regardless of who, who comes out of the Acuna Jr. Alonzo matchup, whoever comes out of that, that is going to be a heavy-duty semifinal in this, unless if Corey Seager can pull off an absolutely miraculous Two minutes here again. Well, getting well, the, hot well, the as big we go one, here. the big one is also these, you know, the round totals. So Julio Rodriguez was uh, what, 19 and a half. Corey Seager, I believe the same number each 19 and a half. And so Seager, going over. Seager is at 14 right now. He's got make it 15 with 35 seconds left. And he's again, going to have a full 60 second bonus. So look, he's probably got, if he at least gets to like 23, Jeff, I would say he's chance. got a puncher's chance. He's at 17 with 30 seconds left. So, this is so fun. It's just, and now again, in the new format where it's just like dinger, dinger, dinger. It's, it's so much better than the old format. The they, old format was, was mediocre. Look, Jeff, he's got 15 seconds left. He's, he's getting to, is that that's fair? fair. Oh, that's off, no, the off the foul pole. He's got 20. He needs, right, he needs can three he get more. three more to at least give himself a no. shot with, well, it's. He's probably toast. I mean, he can absolutely do it. Right? He's got a minute uh, coming. So. He's going to have to 12 in a minute? You even well, get 12 pitches look, in a minute? Seager, so the time we is up. We should be counting that, actually, is what Seager, we should be counting. Yeah. hits 20 homers in three minutes. He is going to need to hit 12 in 60 seconds to tie Julio Rodriguez. And keep in mind, last year at Coors Field, the first-round home run totals, 22 for Otani, 22 for Soto, 23 for Matt Olson, 24 for Trey Mancini, 19 for Joey Gallo, 20 for Trevor Story, 28 for Sal Perez, and then 35, the record for Pete Alonso. So Corey Seager has a pretty good chance to have been the top guy outside of Alonzo last year, and yet he's probably going to come up short, Jeff. So what is, I wonder what this conversation is like between you know your your, your pitching coach partner, whatever. Well, again, whatever for, you call well, those well, well, for, for Corey Seager, his dad is throwing to. So him, it's yeah. like, Dad, I need you to I need you to groove him in just like we practice, but I need you to go faster somehow. I didn't know his dad was t- was was a little bit deliberate. Uh, it was it was taking his time there. Right. They, He's following the rules of what they actually are. Which well, again, you know, you guys mentioned the umpires. The umpire is actually te- like is at least telling them to take time in between pitches, which is a little bit odd. Now, whether they're actually yeah, why does why does that matter? I I don't know. It's not, they're not supposed to throw a pitch until the ball has landed. Oh, okay. or has technically gone over the fence already. Well, that's been very selective. Which why Rodriguez got a ton more pitches because the balls are going over the fence. Yeah, yeah, that's seeming very subjective. Well, Seager's only had one homer in the first yeah, thirty now, seconds. Now his, dad just, his dad just his dad in the done. dirt, and uh, that one it, wasn't even close to being over the fence before. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, you can not, very easily judge this by watching this side by side split uh, screen they've got going. So Julio Rodriguez, credit the the betters here. This was minus uh, basically a pick him to minus one fifteen overnight. Closes minus one sixty five. Just your classic fifty cent line move in the home run derby, uh, Jeff. And the betters were right. And uh, the, the betters were certainly right. It is going to end up being twenty, either twenty three or twenty four. Looks like twenty four for Corey Seager. Look. Not at all bad effort for Seager, but he will come up short. Does go over his first round total. I wonder too, like, are people should we just start betting all these overs now, Jeff, for the round? I mean, twenty and a half was the highest. Keep it that in mind from Ronald Acuna Jr. That was the high water mark. We're two down, uh, twenty four for Corey Seager, thirty two for Julio Rodriguez. Are they still listed for us? Uh, 
I was that's just probably the at, better question. That right? is probably the better question. I, I, I was I'm, just looking at uh, DraftKings just to is, see. And they're not. It's, yeah, the over money's coming in. You can start. You can see. It's that, all the, now. My, they're all minus one twenty. Yeah, they're now. all going to minus one twenty. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, hang on. All right, when do we? Who, who's under? Do we hit now? I, I, we're chasing overs, isn't that? I mean, that I, yeah, right. Yeah, but, no, I mean, but, but who's on? But this is a this is a market reaction here to yep. one matchup, though. Uh, they took down the at least for in Las Vegas. We don't have. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is still at twenty and a half. He is the highest number, and his unders even money. These haven't the numbers haven't moved. Jeff, it's, the juice has basically gone from even to minus one twenty right, on so, all. All right, so, so it's I not guess, really so it's a big not really a, it's not, not really a bet then. It's not a bad period, okay. I should say. Well, that was a pretty fun way to start the derby. Not bad. Uh, let us get into the second half of our awards show. I don't know if that will be able to match the excitement we just had of round one of the home well, run derby. Sure. Yeah, we'll try. Uh, it is the Cy Young. Jeffrey, who are your Cy Young winners for the first half? Let's go with the less controversial one for my selections first. Sandy Alcantara has been the best pitcher in the National League. Oh, you actually did it. Yeah, I did. Uh, Alcantara has been the best pitcher in the National League. I don't think there's much of a debate. Even though what I said on Friday night and confused you and Kelly when I went to it did end up happening, that Clayton Kershaw deserved to start the All-Star game in his own ballpark, and that is exactly (laughs) what ended up happening. So I have no problem with that, but Alcantara has been amazing. He's a throwback. Always goes seven innings, always is efficient, and the Marlins always lose their games two to one or win to one themselves. They knew Jacob DeGrom. It's essentially DeGromian from, from Sandy Alcantara, and he should be the runaway at this point. And I think he will run away in the second half, assuming he stays healthy. All right. There's two, there's two real considerations in the AL at this point. I know Verlander has the narrative here, but if you go through the numbers, Justin Verlander's been closer to being the fifth best pitcher in the American League as opposed to the first. So that's why Verlander was not a consideration here. Over the last six weeks, Otani's been the best pitcher in baseball other than Alcantara. And the Angels only win baseball games when he pitches at that this is point. The, yes, so, that is the thing. I, so for me... A coin flip between him and him and McClanahan, I'm going to lean the guy that, in all honesty, in the second half, Ben, is going to give me more length. So as of this moment, it's a coin flip. I give a, give the edge to Otani right now, and I think if you can get anything that's close to 10-1, to 1, you bet Shohei Otani to be the Cy Young. And I have him winning both. As crazy as that may seem to, to people out there, that's what I have right now. With that said, if Shane McClanahan wins this award, it will be well-earned, and it will not be a surprise to me. I'm with you on, on the McClanahan angle here, because it's, but it's all about for him. Can he get he's – he would have to go well over his previous innings um, high, at least. And, and will Tampa Bay let him do that? I'm not convinced that they will, but if you told me he'd be, have pitched this many innings at the break coming into the year, Jeff, I also would have been pretty surprised. So to, the fact that he's gained Kevin Cash's respect in that manner for Shane McClanahan is, is probably the most impressive thing you can say about him because it takes so much for that, for that franchise in particular to let their guys go deep. McClanahan has earned that. Uh, I, I, you're gonna laugh. I have the, I have the exact same thing. Wow. I, I did the exact. Alcantara, all the reasons you laid out. Yes, I, I get it. I again, I, I was going with the, yeah, the, the give the judge the MVP. Otani, I felt all season. I mean, keep in mind he was forty to one a month ago yeah. to win this award, which just seemed insane. The guy, look, two thirty eight ERA, but two twenty seven on the fielding independent pitching, two two forty four on the xERA, striking out nearly thirteen per nine. The, the command is so much better, nearly a walk less per nine innings. All the, and it's not, there's no numbers that would suggest he's been lucky with any of this. The swing and miss rates, 
are obscene. The the lack of hard contact is among the elites, under 25%, one of only a handful of pitchers who can say they're doing that right now, Jeff. All the advanced stats to me, and yet everybody just wants to talk him, talk into the MVP market, which, again, I get it. We've, we've listed all the reasons why. Still, as you point out, 7 to 10 to 1 range. I, I just find that absurd for a guy who, without him, as you said, I mean, the Angels... The Angels might be, you know, like they might be rivaling you know, like the Royals right now or the A's for fewest wins in the American League without his presence. It, and, and that's not just on the hitting side. It goes hand in hand with it's, the pitching I as well. I mean, again, they only win when he pitches now. That's how bad it has gotten for the Angels. And that's how good Otani is. He has carried this horrible team into winning even just a handful of baseball games at this point. More direct TV signal loss for us in the studio, but we'll hopefully get that settled when we update the Derby next. Acuna was at nine home runs at about a minute and a half in. So we'll update that next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We have our first under of the night in the home run derby, uh, as we also were trying to figure out what the rules actually are during no, the last they're, they're, break. They're clearly making the rules up as they Which go. Which is now. always what you want to see. <laughs> but Ronald it's a great Cudi, thing for when we bet on something. Uh, always fun when we bet on it, yes. Uh, Ronald Cudi Juju, though, only gets, only, gets the, only gets the raw 30-second bonus instead of the full 60. So he's the first guy yet to do that, and we were trying to figure out why, because he hit a home run 440 feet, but we then realized apparently with these rules this year, you need to hit two home runs at least 440 feet to get the full 60-second bonus. You know, I think the thing is, I think that was the rule last year, but because they're at cores, and it was was a no-brainer that they would hit multiple 440 shots. So I, I think that's kind of where we're at. So Acuna anything. only hit one 440 shot, and it took him pretty long yeah, to oh, do it. Oh, he too. was near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was in his final minute when he hit that. So one. he got. Yeah, he he got to what? It was I think 15, 16 in regulation. Only had 30 seconds extra. Gets to 19. Remember, he had the highest prop on the board, and this is exactly what we talked about though, because the handicap for the guys who go second, like Alonzo. Is fascinating here because can, can I can I start interrupt real yeah. quick, Ben? Can I get an over under of how much time it takes for Alonzo to actually win this round? 
<laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back to the pitching, though, like Ben talked about. Look at look at this guy. Jan Joust again for the yeah. third straight derby. Just, to just high, up high, and it's the same location every time. Look, he's mad at himself that he barely missed yeah, on that one. Went a little bit up and in on that one. And Acudia's pitcher was all over the place. He was like facing kinda, the knuckleball. That's kind of why right I liked uh, Jose Ramirez with his old, uh, his old rookie ball hitting coach. Great relationship. We'll see if it actually good handicap. Worked, well, I mean, he hasn't even. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it stepped into the batter's box handicap. yet. But the point being, so now on the Alonzo over, it was nineteen and a half. Had Acuna hit one fewer home run, Jeff, as a better, you could have been screwed here because you would. It, all Alonzo would have had to do was get to nineteen to win, and then he would have just stopped. So that's where these betting on these guys who go second is has been crazy to try to figure out. Acuna ends up a one and a half shy of his. He was twenty and a half. So Alonzo was also was at nineteen and a half, assuming he would need twenty to win. You would cash that over if that's the way you bet on it. Alonzo at looks like nine right nine, now, the yeah. halfway. So it's not like he's you know, still not, has not, not like he's pulverizing the baseball, but he's certainly well on pace right now. Yeah, he's probably okay. He's at ten. He just took his time out. Yeah, with took his time out to with a minute twenty. He, he more than likely will win this without actually having <laughs> to use the extra. He's <laughs> on his phone already. No, I mean he's look, on Instagram. You know, it's it, these numbers, and it, it's very interesting here because I, I, and this is a perfect example of. Don't overreact to small sample size. Those numbers, and again, it just the juice jumped, correct? Yeah, they didn't. So, they so, weren't but, really. But adjusted. the juice did jump. Don't overreact to two guys, especially when Julio Rodriguez and right now Kelly made the good point. Right now, the better pitcher is winning both of these mm. matchups so far. Joust is better than whoever was throwing to Acuna. Whoever was throwing to to Rodriguez was much better than Corey Seager's father. I'm also having complete deja vu. Uh, you're right, Jeff, of like me me on air freaking out about how good what's his name Joust Dave Joust of yeah. how good the he was last year doing the same thing. He, he, and I think he's actually having a shaky start. If you watch it, anything that's belt high or higher, Alonzo's <laughs> just blasting out of there. But he's had a couple yeah. shaky pitches. He's had he's had to chase after. Well, well, Kelly, now now to just show how ridiculous. I mean, like, look, that's that's, that's out that, every time. That's, that's going to be gone. Uh, just show how ridiculous we are with these events. Sometimes this is very similar to the start he had in Cleveland in 2019, where he was very shaky in round one, and then by the end of the round, he was totally fine, and and he got stronger as he went along. So, uh, again, Alonzo's at 12 with a minute to go. He's down by seven, technically. He has the extra minute. Uh, Now he's at 13. Again, I think Alonzo more than likely closes this out without needing the extra minute, but with the extra minute, he'll he'll advance, barring something really, uh, really wild here. I'm also thoroughly enjoying the, uh, the, the catcher. Because it's like the yeah. What do you yeah yeah yeah. It it is the laziest. Like let me set up a spot for. Oh wait, I'm not going to catch it. Oh yeah, okay. Look, I mean he's that one is not. So he's only nice catch. Is it that was yeah nice, nice, nice uh, snag and out he, there. he just took a pitch too. So he's already used a timeout. Thirteen. He got 25 seconds left. So you know the well, this 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 could be kind this, of a sweat. This will Jeff. be a little now he has bit an extra will, a whole extra will, minute. Will come in handy. This will be handy. a sweat in the extra minute. Now he's going to need the extra. Oh, minute. Oh boy. That ball was crushed. That's gone. That's 15. That's 16. I mean, this is, look at it. Bell tie or higher every time. Oh, man. So So this is going to come down. I mean, he'll He'll need the extra minute. He'll at least need to hit, I believe, three in the extra minute, which should be extremely. He'll hit. That was number 17. So he'll have to hit three in the extra minute to advance. 
He's a very significant favorite. I was to say, that's like a right minus now. ten thousand favorite to do that. Yeah. Uh, to do that. All right. So he'll take his break. We assume he's going to get three. It will be Alonzo. Should be well, moving on to the second round. I know I, Jeff doesn't want me to. No, I don't. Want to, I don't want to. Last thing I, again. I kind of kind of jinxed this by saying he's not even going to need the extra minute, but. Yeah, uh, we'll, but, uh, we'll wait till it's official. Anyway. Keep jinxing it, Jeff. No, I can't have my outright go down in round one. Hit a four, At least if Julio knocks him out with a real total, so be it. Julio's the, yeah, he's the, guy Julio's the, the leader most, in the most, clubhouse most right impressive now. so far. Uh, let, while we have a chance, let's sneak in our, and, and we talked about this in fruit baskets, but our one and done and our golf draft from the Open Championship and our final thoughts as well on golf's a fourth and final major that just wrapped up yesterday where Cam Smith gets the job done. Kelly Bidlin, floor's yours. Two and a half mil. Look at that. Look at that with three tournaments to spare. Bidlin. Just a massive swing. Uh, what, Within what? A hundred and, yeah, and change? Like 140K only behind Matt? Ooh, I thought it was longer than that. Let's go. Let's go. I'm winning this two years in a row in the greatest come from behind fashion ever. That's why the, that's why the one and done is, is a sneaky, brilliant golf it's a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun and, these you know, two and years that we've done. What this tournament shows too, I mean, the value put on the majors, it's certainly more heavily weighted. And like that's that's what is uh, that's what's so fascinating about it. Uh it is over, by the way. Alonzo Alonzo needs thirty seconds and he's still going. Oh, he's still going. Oh, he hit I, another you know, one. You know what? I think they didn't realize he advanced already. Now that would have been and hilarious. Then hit, and, then he, and then that might have been the longest one he hit the whole it, round, too. It, and it doesn't count. It took him thirty seconds to get there. Now if his total prop was at like twenty and a half and, and he won that would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, but Alonzo all right, so Alonzo advances the, the favorite moves on to the semifinals. Uh, 21-19 will be the official final score there. So we're two down, two to go in the first round. Julio Rodriguez and Pete Alonzo. That will be your semifinal matchup. We'll, we'll let you know well, once we've got lines on that. Let's see what pricing is. I'm, be, tread carefully with, with Julio here. I, I get it. Tread carefully. That's all I'll say. Okay. As for the golf draft, we got a lot of paint, a lot of green paint on that board, not necessarily in Kelly's. Yeah, I think this uh, represents uh, me, uh, Matt, and Wes's tournaments pretty well. A lot of, uh, as, as the golf draft usually does, because a lot of these are bets for Matt and myself. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, I had one winner in this draft, and uh, Wes and Matt, who both were on Cameron Smith outrights, obviously a much better read of this tournament than I had. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of money won by both of them, but Wes, who I know was a little sad he didn't have a a win counter on his graphic yet gets his first win there of the go. golf draft portion. Um, but wow. I, think, I think it's a couple more Wednesdays till he's back on this show. So <laughs> that no. one might hang around for a one while. Might, it we might, love you, it might be a while that the Ron McElroy Lowry one in particular, Kelly, I don't, I don't know if you would have won with that at four to one, but that, that one, that one stinks. Yeah. Yep. As Rory McIlroy becomes the, as Justin Ray had this on Twitter last night, first uh, first player ever in major championship golf history to hold the 54-hole lead, hit all 18 greens in regulation, and lose. Caveat being that these are the you know, largest greens you get, so it, it, you, know, you can certainly poke holes in that stat. But what is true, though, Jeff, is that he two-putted every one of those greens. And it's just crazy to think, 34 putts on Sunday, Ferrari wins the championship. I should say 33 putts wins the championship, and he couldn't get it done. It just, just it, it was just a shame because he played so well, but he just couldn't make a putt. And going up against Cam Smith, who on Friday was so out, what was he, Kelly? He gained six strokes Over six putting strokes. Over six, on Friday, yeah. 
And he was every bit as good on Sunday. Yeah. After Lou, I mean, and he after, lost a stroke on Saturday. I mean, on he, the I mean he, was, he was he had a bad round on Saturday, and to still come from behind and win is truly just a masterclass from Cam Smith, and that was enough to beat Rory. And, and I will say this, though. We were one short Cam Young putt away from a playoff. I mean, that guy I mean, is. Cam Young was second major this year where Cam Young has been nails. He just yep. missed one putt that would probably should have made. Yeah. About about a year ago, a year and a half ago, you, you were confused, or at least I was, I'll be honest, betting golf. And I would even mix up and be confused by all the different Camerons on tour. <laughs> I'm sorry, one has really separated himself in that time, and the other one looks like he's separating himself in Cameron Young. I'm with you, Jeff. Just, yeah. just, just don't bet Tringali, guys. Okay. Why did you have to bring? <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw a straight. Were you, were you guys like me? And I mean, I took. A, I added a piece of Rory uh, Saturday, just fe- and it was at a you know pretty much an even money minus one ten number. It was like just I rarely do that. It was just almost out of principle. Just felt so confident about the guy's chances. Doesn't make a bogey on Sunday. Now ends up not winning the tournament. Congrats, Cam Smith. Congrats, Wes Reynolds. Congrats, Matt Brown. Hey, congrats, Kelly Bidlin on one and done. I will update the Derby round uh, matchup number three coming up next on primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.